it's been a few weeks, uh, as is prone to happen uh-huh. with this podcast, it seems. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, if, if, if you're new to the show, hi, we have mental health. If you're not new to the show, what'd you fucking expect? It turns out we're doing about one episode a month on average over the past year. <laughs> yeah, I, on average, but not like with the, the headways are uh, not consistent. We did have a three-month span where we didn't release anything. Was that three months? It was, when I when I really went through all my job shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Um, so that, that didn't help our running average. No, probably not, no. No. But I'm happy to report that today I am here, I am happy, I am in my lane, I am thriving, I am satisfied, etc., 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 yada, yada, yada. And I, 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 I come to you today with 10 search terms. Okay, so I was going to ask you about this, but not until we got into it, but I guess we're getting into it. Five of your search terms are, are in bold and appear to be about the same thing. This is Idle Curiosities, a search-driven podcast by Liz Mulholland and me, Noel Midnight. Each week, we look at what we've been searching the internet for and how the internet, Google specifically, fails to deliver. Music this week by Isle Jacobs, Emma Celeste, and myself. (laughs) And yet, it's not about what you think it's about at all. In what way is it not about what I think it's about? Because I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to read them. I'm just going to read them. Uh, episode 83, Noel Midnight, Drip Coffee Too Bitter. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into the McElroy a bit too much here. Yeah, yeah. Drip Coffee Too Bitter, Grind Setting Encore Drip, Ratio of Coffee to Water, Drip Coffee Recipe, Drip Coffee Recipe, Minus V60, and I applaud you for attempting to use operators in a Google search, even though we all know damn well that Google ignores those now. See, that's what I want to talk about. Okay. I don't give a shit about whether we talk about coffee or not. Oh, but I love talking about coffee. Sure, sure, sure. We can talk about the fact that it is it is now autumnal season. Yeah, yeah. And as part of autumnal season... Mm-hmm. uh. Out with the you know, cold you energy just call drinks. Autumn. Autumn, autumn is a season. You don't have to call it the autumnal season. That is fair. But but as as autumn has hit us, it is it's it's out with the energy drinks and with the coffee. <laughs> is that the case? By and large, not strictly. I was gonna say, if, if, I'm pretty sure I've seen you uh with your with your traditional can of monster. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that for, gag for, was... for, for the listener at home, I just took a big swig of a Monster Energy drink. Yeah, yeah. Flavor Rehab, if you're curious. Yeah, it's the it's the tea and lemonade one. It's an Arnold Palmer. Yes. It's a it's a caffeinated Arnold Palmer. It's wonderful. That's right. Arnold Palmers are already caffeinated. This is more uh, caffeine. A, more caffeinated. Yes. Anyway, yeah. so so you're actually here to complain, as we so often do, about Google, presumably. I'm here to complain about Google because. That's fair. I started my search, mm-hmm. and I, I was searching for drip coffee recipe. Yeah. and Using Yeroxo, I presume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gave me a ton of results. Every single result was about the V60. <laughs> Not even a Chemex in there? Every single result was about the V60. And then I typed in drip coffee recipe minus V60. Uh-huh. And then 
every single result was about Vietnamese coffee. Ooh, interesting. Which, yeah, that is that that is a drip coffee variety. It's just not what I think of when I think about like when you say drip coffee, that has some assumptions baked into it to me at least. And here's the thing. In fact, I wouldn't even call V60 drip. I would call that pour over. I agree. But but my bitch here, my real complaint here, uh-huh. is that, and I, I don't have any sources for this. I can't cite any sources for this. I read an article once. I can't find the article again. Right. Google has started doing this thing. Yeah. Where it modifies your search string behind the scenes to give you what it thinks you meant to search for. Mm. So when I type in drip coffee recipe, yeah. it is actually searching for V60 coffee recipe. Yeah. I So, so then so I you... have to go in. I have to go in. Right. In all of my infinite wisdom and mm-hmm. say, no, 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 no. Minus V60. And then. Listen to the words that I am typing. And then it says, <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Vietnamese coffee recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vietnamese. You, you're, you've got, you've got your fin. You've cracked open a fresh can of sweetened condensed milk. You're about to make a Vietnamese iced coffee, which is delicious. But like, I know it's not what you're and making. By God, that's not what I want. No. <laughs> I want to know a recipe for making goddamned drip fucking coffee. Normal ass filter coffee from a coffee machine pot kettle thingy drip pot. You know, if a fancy Mr. Coffee, you know, I want what every single dad in this country knows how to do. And Mm -hmm. that is I want to take beans and to turn them into a cup of a very generic drinkable Joe. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get fancy schmancy with it. I don't no. want to do anything special with it. I just yeah. want to make some fucking drip coffee. Mm-hmm. But no, Google says no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, because you you want to make it with a V sixty, or you want to make it Vietnamese style. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, we 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 know that you want to do that. We you you want to do that. We're telling you, you want to do that. Yeah, because that that's the only way to make coffee now. Nobody's ever, you know, it's. It, it's funny you bring this up, actually, because I was I was just we talk about Target a lot in this store on this show, possibly too much. Let's talk about Target some more, because you know what? This show, if if nothing else, the show is Americana and Target is Americana. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of is. Anyway, a friend of mine just moved to Seattle and I went with her to Target to go get some shit for her apartment. As and one, one does. Things, as one does. And one of the things that she needs is a coffee maker and. She's not fussy. She just wants a drip coffee machine. So she got a V60. Huh? So she got a V60. No, no. She bought something from a brand I've never heard of, actually. (laughs) Um, Because it was $20 and it makes coffee and it has a timer on it. However, it was the only thing below $100 in that aisle that wasn't a Keurig and was under $100 and had a timer on it. That's bleak. Because they had the Cuisinart one that has that has a timer that was like, uh, I think it was 100 on the dot. They've got the OXO, which you have, uh-huh. which is more than she wanted to spend on a, on a coffee pot, which I understand completely. Oh, fuck, I forget the brand name. It was, it was a, it was sort of a G, I don't know, it was some generic brand. I don't think, it wasn't one of the Target store brands. It was some generic unknown brand, but it, it you know, it okay. makes coffee. Although 
We later discovered that it's uh, now so cheap that $20 no longer gets you a coffee pot with a pause function. When she pulled the ca- the carafe out, um, it, it kept spilling coffee onto the hot plate. That is miserable. Yeah. That so is inexcusable in the modern era. No, I agree. I, I, I didn't know you could get a, co- a, a drip pot without that anymore. Although, speaking of Target store brands, they have another one. They've got a new one for, um, for kitchen supplies. And it has Do a they? stupid name. It's called Figment. That's F-I-G-M-I-N-T. Please tell me this isn't the Gaineses. No, it isn't the Gaineses for once. However, it has squeezed even more of the OXO products out of the kitchen supplies. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's annoying and fun. But yeah, no. Um, so the Google thing. Um, I There was a piece in Wired that they actually retracted um, sometime in the past couple weeks where... They made the claim that Google was on the back end massaging search results to return things that you could buy more frequently than not, and that piece was later retracted for reasons of journalistic not being right in the slightest, or at least not having proof. So, proof like, matters. Which proof is, matter. which is, let's be clear, I'm not making any claims about what Google is or is not doing. I am simply saying what I have heard and yes. my experience, which seems to validate what I have heard. Right. And this is the thing. I don't I don't necessarily think they're automatically massaging those results to, to drive you into buying something. But I do think they're trying to be a little too fucking clever. And there's probably a bunch of machine learning bullshit going on behind it. But about like, you know, there's one of two things happens. Either you type something in and it, it, it assumes you mean something you did, which is really annoying because, again... Listen to the words that I am saying. I chose them for a reason. Uh-huh. It either just makes up its own shit that, is, that it thinks is similar or isn't. The other thing it'll do is it'll just, ign- if, if it can find you a lot more results um, by simply ignoring one of the words in your search query, it will simply ignore them and say, does not include term. And very often the term that it doesn't include is the most important one that you wanted. So what I really want is I want two Googles. Two of them. I want two of them. I want Google. I want Google, which is I go to Google and I type in my bullshit and it Mm -hmm. takes me to results based on whatever they think is best to get me good results. Right? For most cases, that's going to work great and it's going to get you what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm feeling lucky. But then I want a second button that I can press. And I want that to be called Google Exact. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Google Exact, with Google Exact, I want to have to read documentation that can tell me exactly how to manipulate my string to get exactly the results I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. We used to call this Google. I want it to be done as though I am a programmer and as though I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I want documentation to back that up. Yes. God, do I want documentation. I just want them to tell me what they're doing. You know, like just fucking... None, none of this V60 shit. Right. I just want to make some goddamn drip coffee. Which, by the way, did you, ever, did you end up actually finding any sort of help here for this? I did, eventually, because I switched eventually. to using DuckDuckGo. <laughs> and that's the episode, everybody! We did it! <laughs> <laughs> what do you
you started. So what are you working with? You 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 got in the grind. Uh, I well, the grind was a lot of it. Because what happened was I what happened was I went into my Firefox settings and I switched the default <laughs> to DuckDuckGo, and yeah. then I went into Firefox on mobile and I switched the defaults to DuckDuckGo. Uh huh. And then I haven't used Google since. Interesting. Oh, I meant coffee, but in, okay, interesting. Let's. Uh, so you're using Firefox on on mobile too. I am. I did that for a while, and I got annoyed with it, and I feel like I should give it another go. So the reason I use Firefox on mobile and desktop is because bookmarks transfer over. Yes, that is that is really nice. Which is really, really handy for when I'm trying to watch pornography on the iPad. Ah, as all great technological advances are inspired by. I, ha- I, ha- I have a bitch I want to make. Go on. Why the fuck hasn't Meta... Or somebody said, hey, you know what we can do with these VR headsets? We can advertise them for adult purposes because, goddamn. No, I, yeah, I mean. Here's the thing. You know, I don't want, you know I don't why. want, I don't want 3D immersive pornography. I, I do not need 3D immersive pornography. What I want is a screen that no matter which angle I happen to turn my head because I'm lying in bed weird. Right. Will still be in front of my eyes. Right. Yeah, That's all is, I want. It's and the American dream. VR is very, very good for providing that experience. Mm-hmm. And with these new VR headsets with all the pass-through and whatnot, you can even see when your significant other has unexpectedly come home and has walked into the bedroom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So That's I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, wand up my ass, and yep. <laughs> and 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 I can I can I can see. Yeah. Oh, I should acknowledge partner's presence uh-huh i'm not gonna stop what i'm doing but it's, it's no, polite but to acknowledge. acknowledge it's polite yeah. to acknowledge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, nod of the head you know exactly it's mm. courtesy How's and it these going? new headsets are great for providing that level of experience right unfortunately through some unholy union of credit card processing companies being cowards and um, constantly having to deal with the, um, uh, what, what's the word I want to use here? Um, the puritanical desires of the uh, sort of middle America as a concept, as opposed to geographic location, uh, it's never going to happen. Yeah. What? I, I, I just, I. I'm. I wish I could use are. a shitty app. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. Get into my phone or my iPad or my VR headset and click on a shitty Electron app. Yep. And have it pull up pornography. And, yourself. And, 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 and the crucial thing about this would be this would actually be a better experience for everyone, even the Puritans, because it keeps your pornography siloed away. Yes, that is important. That is important. I don't want... To pull out my iPad at choir practice and <laughs> unthinkingly pop open Firefox. Okay, you see where this is going. Did. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. I don't want that experience. Nobody does. Now, I don't mind if somebody looks over and sees I have a folder that has the Pornhub app in it. Sure. Or that has some sort of weird app for browsing Reddit in it. Yeah, yeah. That's fine because I'm not actually blasting pornography in their faces no no <laughs> i just i just want to point out um, how why do we 
uh, Skype's auto captions are uh, censoring out the words Pornhub and also pornography. Oh yeah, no, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just no, it's Puritanism it's, has made everything so bad, and it bothers me so much. Yeah, I mean, um, how many states? either require you to fucking upload an ID for age verification or make you click through a thing acknowledging some bullshit. Because you've seen the thing from Texas, right? If you go to Pornhub while in the state of Texas, there's a fucking disclaimer that you have to go through now from the state that says some bullshit health effects of watching pornography. No, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Utah started it, but um, of course they did. Most terrible things in this country, like Trumbull, start in Utah. But see, like, I'm, I'm at the point now... Where I type into Google, I type in Mia Khalifa. Sure. Okay. And it gives <laughs> oh, there's, me, there's a dangerous one. It Google gives me, week. it gives me, it gives me all of these search terms. Mia, Mia Khalifa anal, Mia Khalifa anal, Mia Khalifa anal. I don't want to have to go to DuckDuckGo just because Google doesn't recognize that I don't exclusively want anal scenes and that I want a more rounded experience. Sure. But sure. It, on the back end, it's massaged my search scr- my search string. Phrasing. Mm, I wish somebody would massage my <laughs> search string. I feel like I've worn this joke out. I've yeah, quite <laughs> 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 working working at a summer camp as a kid. Um uh-huh. what? We, we were always taught the phrase kill it before it dies. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So like if we're playing a game with our cabin. We uh-huh. want to make sure that we play the game just long enough that everybody's having fun, but not so long that people stop having fun. You kill yeah. it before it dies, and yeah, then yeah, you can yeah. continue playing it. That makes sense. Um, and I feel like I allowed this last joke to die. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. And that's that's the McElroy guarantee. <laughs> Wait a minute. What show is this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... I guess I'm, I can ask you about one of your search terms, uh, Costco Lecursay set, uh, and we can we can technically kind of turn this into a food corner or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, a um, a munch brigade? I don't know. Yeah, munch squad. <laughs> I want a munch squad. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Oh, okay, cool. Christ. So, so now we're um, just wholesale ripping off the McElroys, and that's entirely my fault. Yeah. This is the thing. My only exposure to the McElroys is like little clips on YouTube, mostly that you've shown me. I've never listened to a full episode of my bro- my brother, my brother and me. I'm just a fan of the band that did their former theme song. Right back before back before he milkshake ducked. That's right. That's right. Back before um. Back before Bean Dad milkshake ducked after Shrimp Tails guy, uh, did the <laughs> thing. Yeah, back when, if I had to explain to someone who the Long Winters was, the phrase, Bean Dad, never had to leave my lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we live in hell. Yeah, we really do. I you, I showed you that, I sh- I sent you the link, right, that they're, all of the Long Winters albums are finally being re-released on LP. I saw this, yes. Yeah, I, or- I, I ordered it, of course I did. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. So anyway, t- t- tell me about the Like or Say set. Yeah, so, um... This showed up on the website formerly known as Twitter. Costco is selling for $4,500 an entire pallet of Le Creuset kitchen equipment, apparatus, whatever you want to call it. It's 157 pieces. It's everything, like, it is everything you could want for a kitchen. You get casserole dishes, you get Dutch ovens, you get pots, you get pans, you get plates. You get what appears to be salt and pepper shakers. It's 
ridiculous. I kind of want it. I don't $4,500 want it, but, like, if I had to, like, start over from scratch again, first of all, I'd probably kill myself. But second of all, this would be tempting, except that I'm not sure you can actually buy it. Every time I try to go to a link to this, the, the Costco website just freaks out. It just sort of tries to load it. It very briefly flashes the item on screen, but then it says, we're sorry, this item is not available online or at your local warehouse. But I put the link to the to the tweet in the uh, in the show notes, and I, I just I just I just want you to bask in the, in the glory of this image. All right, I'm clicking over. It's just it's everything. It's an entire kitchen. Oh, good God! Yeah, two two pepper grinders. That's ambitious. Yeah, I'm not sure why you need two. One for the kitchen, one for the table. I don't know. Uh you see, I'm 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 hesitant to say that I wouldn't. <laughs> right like looking at this there's a lot of shit that i don't need but like if the i were start feels... if i were starting over from scratch like yeah. truly starting over from scratch right like if i, I just don't know. got divorced and moved into a shitty apartment you know it's tempting it's really tempting as someone who is still going through the process of rebuilding most of her kitchen anyway like i i get it i completely understand the appeal I've also been shopping for, I'm thinking about getting a Dutch oven, but, uh, you know, that's a different problem entirely. But I don't need five Dutch ovens, is the thing. That's the thing. I don't... Oh, no, it's much worse than that. There seem to be nine Dutch ovens in this image. Um, nine? Oh, are you counting the the square casseroles with lids as Dutch ovens? I am not. Okay. So there, there are these, these this set of oh, five the in the lower right. Oh, the little tiny ones. They've got the little tiny ones. And then ones. the four yeah. tiny ones. Yeah, for like... Uh, I don't know, making one serving of shakshuka, I guess? Or creme brulee, probably. But no, yes. there are ramekins over on the left side. Right, and I would normally want to use a ramekin for uh, for a creme brulee. Oh, God. I mean, but what are the ramekinfations of using the wrong thing? <sighs> no, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have yeah. fun. yeah. I mean, I, I do want a Dutch oven, and it's probably going to be a Lake Crusade because we all know I'm the worst. Yes. But, yeah, I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks this, this, this I could just, it, you know, it's kind of like how I, if the wire cutter was still good, I would want a button that just says, okay, buy me one of everything in a given category, and then I don't have to think about it, you know? And that's this. Right. That's this. That's what this is. You've just bought an entire kitchen. And you don't have to think about it. I love that. Unfortunately, I, I think it's breaking the Costco website, so I don't actually—I don't actually know if anyone's going to be able to buy this. We'll see. I'll—I'll I'll tell you, I have not been able to find it on Costco's website. What? Uh, yeah, if you search for this, it does not show up. Which I—I I, I wonder if it's like—is this going to be like a Black Friday thing that they—that uh, we aren't supposed to know about yet, but somebody leaked the uh, details? I could something like that. I—I I could see it. Yeah, yeah, because we are. Unfortunately, getting closer and closer to peak capitalism we'll, we'll, season. We'll call it word. the holidays. The holiday season. The holiday gift-giving period, as as they sometimes say in the mm. UK, which is miserable. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, I, I, I am fascinated. I am compelled. I am a little bit scared. Yeah. I kind of want it, though. I'm curious if it comes in the, in the other colors besides the, the classic red, though, because like, Half the point of buying Le Creuset is buying the color you want. Right. You know? if, if, I, if I can't do it in teal, why even bother? Yeah, right. If I can't get it in artichoke green, right. what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Nora Jones. What is she playing along to? 
All right, so my search term was Nora Jones is playing along. And this is a good time for me to plug a thing that I do. Sure. And I'm just going to drop a link in the main Idle Curiosities Discord media channel right now. Well, I'm just going to say I do a new music playlist every week. This is that. So I do a new music playlist every week. I really enjoy doing it. I, it. It brings me a lot of joy and it allows me to expose myself to a lot of music that I wouldn't otherwise hear, mm-hmm. uh, which consequently means that I'm exposing my partners to a lot of music that they otherwise wouldn't hear. Right. And for the past couple of weeks, there have been new songs from Nora Jones where she is collaborating with someone else. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, this week was Nora Jones with The National. Which is a brilliant combination. It's great. Yeah. She's also done Margaret Glaspie, Questlove, a few other artists. All of this series called Nora Jones is playing along. She's done Seth MacFarlane, Bedouin, uh, Chris Teeley, Logic. Wait, Seth MacFarlane? Yep. Jeff Tweedy, Mavis Staples, Tank from Tank of the Bengas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what this podcast seems to be, as far as I can tell... Is it, it's a podcast. Nora Jones is playing along. Right. It's a podcast where she invites a guest onto the show. And then during the course of the hour-long podcast, they write and record a song together. Mm-hmm. And then she releases that on Spotify, which means that she always has new music and she's constantly on my playlists. Right. I've noticed this. Because she's, she's releasing these songs for the podcast. And it's pretty cool, actually. I hadn't really thought too much about it until I think it was Yael commented this week. Okay, so what is Nora Jones is playing along? Mm-hmm. And then I, I finally Googled it and I found out, okay, so that's that's where all these songs are coming from. Is it's, it's a podcast. Yeah. I'm not really sure who the target audience is because like who listens to podcasts? I, I think the target audience is you and I. Yeah, probably. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm already at peak podcast at this point. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm... I, I have a list of shows that I try to keep up with that I mm-hmm. I consider my essentials. Yeah. And I have a playlist in Overcast called Get Busy Listening that right. only has episodes from those shows. Mm-hmm. I'm at July 24th. Oh. <laughs> it is currently right. it is currently October 19th. It sure is. Uh I don't have time for podcasts anymore. I don't know what changed besides being unemployed and not having a commute and all that. Uh, but I don't have time for podcasts anymore. Well, sitting there with existential terror for hours of the day really cuts into your podcast listening time. It cuts in so hard. Yeah. But yeah, so I would love to hear Nora Jones's podcast and I'll probably go back and I'll probably like cherry pick the, the episodes with the national and Chris Teeley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah. I would, but, I would I would cherry pick the Jeff Tweedy ones too, but I'm I'm a known Wilco stand, so I I I I hate to say it. I real mm-hmm. I genuinely truly re- hate to say this, <laughs> but I'll probably listen to the Seth MacFarlane episode. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Oh is oh the thing. oh oh, Liz. What what? The other day, I don't know if you've heard this story. The other day, I was sitting there on the couch. Uh-huh. And I made, like, a classic old-school family guy joke. Okay. And y'all looks over at me and goes, Okay, Seth. <laughs> and then, a solid three seconds later, you see a wave of understanding crash across her face. 
as she realizes what she has accidentally done. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I died laughing. <laughs> that tickled me so much. <laughs> that That's... God, that's incredible. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, for, for, for new listeners, my dead name is Seth. Oh, I hate when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you do it so casually. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? I don't... <laughs> This is the problem. It always derails whatever conversation we're in. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. Let's oh go back God. to food. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Tell me about the Breville Smart Oven Air Fryer. It only barely fits in the back seat of my car without without folding the seats down. I can tell you that much. Um, now, did you get the Pro? Yes, I got the Pro. You got the um, Pro. Yeah. So, listeners, you may recall that I moved a few months ago, and um, I've been raw-dogging life without a toaster since then, because I told myself, well, okay... I've had my eye on the really fancy Syracuse-approved uh, fancy Breville s- smart toaster oven air fryer combination unit dingus for a long time now. I just haven't been able to... It's it, it's an expensive piece of kitchen equipment, and I wasn't about to do that lightly. Right, um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking on Amazon, and it looks like you can get a warehouse deal for, yeah. like, $270, or you can buy it new... For whatever that costs, yeah, three fifty, I think. So it's I, it's it's enough money that you want to make sure it's something you're gonna actually use regularly. You don't want right. to just go into it willy nilly. Yeah, I get exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I I've been hemming and hawing about it, and also I've had other expenses come up, and it's not a high priority. But I decided finally recently we're we're getting into the cozy season. We're getting into the time of year where I just want to make some toast. You know. I just want to make toast and also air fry some taquitos because um, I'm lazy and uh, they're a good snack. So when you're making your air fryer toast, are you are you buttering it before you put it in? I don't know. It's still in the box. I haven't tried it yet. Mm. However, I will say from having a toaster oven in the past. No, you toast first and then butter. I think the so, butter would I think the butter would just melt. You know, that's what and I'm not thinking. in the way you want it to. So here's what I want to know. Yeah. Can you make a grilled cheese in there real easy? Oh, that's a... You, hmm. I mean, it has a broil setting. Sure. So, like, you could do an open face when you could do a Welsh rabbit real nice. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm yeah, I'm curious now if you could... Well, because, like, I don't know. That might be worth experimenting with because it comes with a pan. Can I make my own cheesy roll-ups in that easier than the microwave? Maybe. Probably. Give, give, me, give me that crispity crunch on the tortilla. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I finally, what was it? What, what night was that? Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday night last week. No, it was later. It was like Friday or Saturday. Anyway, I decided at like sometime in the mid-late afternoon that, fuck it, I'm going to go to Ikea and buy a little island because I don't have enough counter space. Of course. Because um, not in the usual way. Like, my apartment's from 1960, so it doesn't have the modern problems of how, um, uh, a lot of the kitchen is actually useless. It's a pretty well-designed kitchen, all things together. It's, it's a traditional galley-type kitchen. However, the pre, the current owner, I think, is the person who renovated the kitchen at some point. And they did so cheaply. They did so using only landlord-grade appliances. And it does not have an over-range microwave. 
which means uh, the microwave sits on the counter, takes up space. I've solved this by putting it on top of the microwave, which unfortunately means that tall people cannot use my microwave. However, I don't care. I'm tall. It's a microwave. Yeah. However, um, I don't want to lo- immediately lose the space I've gained by then plopping down this stainless steel hunk of cooking technology right on the counter that I just freed up. So it's going to have to sit in the dining room area, and that's fine. I'm not bothered by this. But last weekend, I went in the late afternoon to Ikea, bought the island, and then I drove to fucking Bellevue uh, to Williams-Sonoma, and I bought the fucking Breville, what's it called? Smart Oven Air Fryer Pro, Rush Stainless Steel. Yes. I had pr- Actually, what I had done is I'd put in the order online, and uh, so that would be ready to pick up, assuming that they'd have, like, a door out the back somewhere, like, you know... The, through the loading dock or somewhere in the parking garage because it's it's not a small like it's it will sit on a counter but it's unwieldy to carry through the mall sure and i assumed that there would be some sort of mechanism for picking it up well instead what happened is i got there they hadn't received the order yet because something was up with the with the with the mothership for lack of a better word the store had not did not know that i had ordered a toaster oven because it hadn't been processed yet so they're going back and forth like looking in every section of the of the back where they keep you know, online orders and such, looking for this, looking for a fucking toaster oven, and also managing to, despite the the guy was behind the counter, was ho- literally holding my driver's license, but kept calling me sir. And I'm sitting here mm. like that piece of paper says Liz. It also says female. And and the thing is, misgendered in William Sonoma is totally going to be a chapter in my memoirs because it's the most Liz thing possible. Like I'm not even mad. It's just funny. You're literally holding the, my ID. Like read anyway they finally get work out that oh we don't have this order but you can just buy it and then the order will cancel itself and it'll be fine and they were right it did work out i got the pending charge from the online order went away i just paid in store but they don't have a pickup area so i had so they they brought it out on a cart like a little like a plastic you know store cart thing and and then i had to push it through the mall and through the Macy's into the parking garage to get it into my car. Right. Because they don't have a pickup area right now for reason. Like, she didn't say why. They just, she just said, we don't have a will call right now. To me, that implies they had one before. They might have one again. But right now, you're going to be awkwardly pushing a plastic Rubbermaid cart with a toaster oven on it through Macy's. Right. Which is a miserable experience, by the way, just being in a Macy's. Like, I don't care about pushing the cart, but like, Macy's sucks now. <laughs> It's not good in there. Anyway, I put this on the list along um, earlier in the week, assuming that I would have mustered the energy to build the cart and put the toaster oven on top of it and make some toast at the very least. But I haven't done any of that yet. It's still like the the box is still in the corner, it completely unopened. I haven't touched it yet, but I do now own a toaster oven. So, you know, that's progress. Something. Yeah, it's that's progress. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um. I'm starting to like. There's a bunch of other, like I don't, I haven't bought sheet pans yet and stuff like that. I but I I'm getting the itch to like bake stuff and cook stuff again, and that's probably a good sign for my mental health. Probably. Uh, not that anything else is lately, but you know at least at least I've got that. Listen, you take what you can get. You sure fucking do. Speaking of things that negatively impact your mental health. Oh dear. <laughs> turn off voice commands. LG TV. It has voice commands. The fucking. Modern WebOS LG smart TVs. Uh-huh. 
have Alexa built in. Right. Yeah. Because that's what I want. And we we have an issue where Ariel uses one of these TVs as her main computer monitor in the living room. And this TV that Ariel uses gets interference from the remotes that we use for our main TV setup. Oh, no. Which means that inevitably it ends up where that TV gets itself set to maximum volume. Oh, no. And then it hears you say, okay, LG. And then it replies to you. Mm-hmm. Now, I have never once intentionally said that phrase in that room. Right. But sometimes something on TV will say something that sounds like that. Uh-huh. And then we get blasted at maximum volume on that TV. The loudest fucking announcement in the world saying that it doesn't know what we wanted. <sighs> now, if there's one thing that Alexa products don't want, it is for you to turn off Alexa. That's right. No, yeah, no. They, they, they want that firmly in the on position. So I did have to Google. It took a couple of searches, and that's not mm-hmm. even... Bi- Sorry, I didn't Google. I duck duck goad. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a good verb. I, 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 I searched for a solution on how to turn off voice commands on the LG TV. Mm-hmm. Because fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I dove through the menus, and I figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I got it figured out. And I got it turned off. And then the firmware updated. Oh, and it reset itself. With different menus. Oh, fuck. I am going to become the Joker. (laughs) Yeah, understandable. What the shit? I got it turned off again anyway. Oh, good. 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 I haven't heard it chime in recently, which means I think that I fixed it. But mm-hmm. we'll find out. Yvette, yeah. May, may, maybe maybe one of these update. days. Yeah. 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 God damn. I, I hate the future. That's all I have to say about that term. That's all I had. Uh, tell me, tell tell. T- you've got a feeling lucky here. Death cab for cutie opener. Were you trying to figure out who was playing the show or who had played the show? Oh no, this is from before we saw them. I just I couldn't okay. remember who was opening, and I, and uh, it was the Beths. You know this. Yep. We saw Death Cab for Cutie. We all saw and the, of the postal service. service. Yeah, what a fucking show! They played what through a... transatlanticism and give up back to back. It was. It felt like Ben did a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, because like they're not long albums per se, but I would say if you're playing an album of if you, and you're an indie rock band, that's approximately one set. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would say that Ben played two sets that night, plus a weird encore. <laughs> Plus a weird encore where <laughs> I do I like I do love how much um for reference, um if you're unfamiliar, Iron and Wine, the 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 indie folk act that's mostly just Sam Bean, did a incredibly good cover of the Postal Service's song Such Great Heights. And I love how much Ben loves that version. Like this is not the first time Ben has played the Iron and Wine cover of Such Great Heights. I believe he played it on one of the KEXP lives that he's done. But yeah, you see, I, I was I was sitting there like, what is the encore going to be, given that I know the set list like the back of my hand, because these are two of my favorite albums in the world. Yeah. And it turns out that the encore was a version of the song that we played about 30 minutes ago, 
uh, followed by a Depeche Mode cover. Which which was wonderful. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a lot of fucking fun. You could tell how much fun they were having. You could tell how how much the crowd was into it. It was a great fucking show. I only cried a little bit. Yeah, which is the appropriate amount, really. Yeah, it's 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 Death Cab. What'd you expect? Yeah, I mean, if you're not crying a little bit at a Death Cab show, are you even tuned in? <laughs> or or maybe you're just not an aging and insufferable hipster. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah, no, um, it was it was a great time, and I I still need to get that poster framed, especially because I got the right number. Mm, yes. <laughs> the um, I was in line at the merch table, and um, I finally get up there, and the girl who was helping me. Hand, I I only wanted the poster from the, from the from the from the night of the show, and she hands me this poster, lays it on lays it on the table, about to roll it up, looks at the corner, says, "Hang on a minute," puts it back on the stack, grabs the next one down, and says, "You want that number, right?" And and all the posters are numbered, and 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 the one that she handed me the second time was number four hundred and twenty out of six hundred. So did she just look at you and go, "This person wants the weed number"? Is that what happened? I think that's what happened. I think I think she looked at me and and assumed correctly that I'm the sort of person who would have appreciated that. I don't even remember what I was wearing that night. I, oh, I was just wearing a black t-shirt and jeans and uh, chucks. But yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But it was it was extremely appreciated, and I yeah, I I, t- I picked the highest option for the uh, for the tip on the on the little iPad thing. Of course, of course, I fucking did. And of course, the tip should go exclusively to the merch seller. That tip is not a tip for the band. If the band is taking those tips, they are in the wrong. Fuck yes. you, Tesseract. Also, fuck you if you fuck you as a venue if you're taking a cut there. Hell yeah, fuck merch cuts. Seriously. Also, let's let's get into merch cut discourse. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> also, honestly, fuck the climate lunch arena. I don't I don't like seeing concerts in arenas anyway. So like. I went to this because it's fucking Death Cab for fucking Cutie and the fucking Postal Service, but like, in general, it is not where I want to see a show, and I am that that that, that lineup that lineup is what it takes to get me to set foot in an arena. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I'd ever been in the um, the um, the Seattle Coliseum. We'll call it. Um, I refuse to acknowledge Bezos. This was my second time in there. The first time was for WWE Raw. Oh right. Now, see, that seems like, like, this is the thing. I do want to go see a couple hockey games this year. Something like that, or something like WWE, something in the round, is a lot better to see in an arena. Agreed. And I'm also, like, there's a part of me that wonders why more, like, I know that most concert setups nowadays, if you're touring, hinge on having screens, and that they hinge on being on a particular wall, because that's how most concert venues are set up. But, like, if it's an arena tour... I feel like not enough arena tours embrace being in the round. Agreed. I really wish they would. I'm struggling to think of one that does, because even not even T-Swift did that, and that was all arenas. When when I saw the National play at Eau Claire Fest a few years back, mm-hmm. they performed on a custom-built round stage in the middle of the festival. Ooh. And they had small ancillary stages branching out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was really, really fucking cool. But it's the first time I'd ever seen a band perform in the round. And they just all stood there in a circle looking at each other and performing as if they were in a practice space. Interesting. Which was fun. Yeah. Uh, And then the ancillary stages had other musicians from other bands who were Mm -hmm. just improvising. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. 
which was also fun. And then at in the middle of the set, out of nowhere, Julian Baker pops up on one of the ancillary stages and performs one of her own songs. Oh, damn. Before going, before segueing into a national song. Yeah. Just with a really clean musical segue. Mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm. fun. Anyway, I guess the moral of the story here is go see the National Live. They're very good. I, I, I would like to the next time they're in town. I utterly adore the National. I think the moral, moral of the story here is if you're doing an arena tour, if you're a band listening to this show and you're doing a big arena tour, consider playing in the round. Yeah. You can sell more tickets that way anyway. I, I, I think that would be more fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't, it's just, you can tell that no matter how many affordances an arena makes for arena shows that are going to occupy one end of the pitch, it's not, you know, there are compromises there and they are not helping the audience. And I really don't know how much they help the band either, unless they're just like, you know, aside from, and we can't discount this too much, like being able to use the same basic setup in an arena or in a traditional hall venue is good, like useful, but like, if it's an old arena tour, you know, I don't know. If you're doing an arena tour, you're doing an arena tour. Yes. Anyway, uh, where were we? Anyway, we are talking about Death Cab, and we kind of finished it. What is? Oh, right. What is, what is M1L knitting? So this is just an excuse for me to talk about my current knitting project. Oh, I love those. Um, M1L is make one left. It's a specific okay. way of making an extra stitch and increasing your count. All right. Uh, but I just started a new shawl. Oh, okay. It is a shawl by the designer Stephen West. Mm-hmm. Stephen is most famous for being that one designer who uses a lot of color. Oh, did he also do the design of that one blanket? He did not. His stuff is okay. way more elegant than that. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the 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 shawl that I'm currently working on. Okay. In show notes. So. Ooh. Oh, I like I'm, that. It's called fun. the Winter Lights Shawl by Stephen mm-hmm. West. It uses four colors. Uh, it's designed in four shades of blue. I can only find three shades of blue. So I went for three blues and the black. Okay. All right. And I'm I'm giving this a shot. He is known for making patterns that are extraordinarily challenging. Oh, is this the one with the YouTube video that you should watch first? Uh. He has two YouTube videos that he recommends you to watch for this for this knit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you told me about this briefly. Yeah, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm doing that second section. That's the because the way he starts it is really weird, and you basically just have to watch the video to get that right. Okay, it is really weird to hear sirens coming through your window and through your microphone, oh, and then uh-huh. hear that same siren out my window. Yeah, that ooh. <laughs> That is weird. I hadn't thought about that. But no, he he's known for making really complex, elegant, thoughtful, creative patterns. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 start of it was really weird, and you basically have to watch the video to get the idea of what he's going for. But once you get past that, then it's pretty simple for quite a ways. And I'm mm-hmm. just now getting to the second tricky part, where he has introduced what he is calling bubbles. Bubbles. And these bubbles are six rows of stockinette stitch. So just standard knitting. Okay. And then once you've done these six rows, then you go back down and you, every three stitches, you go down and you grab a stitch from three rows before. Mm-hmm. Sorry, from six rows before. Okay. And you, you 
knit into that stitch and then you let all the other stitches that you've done on that column drop down. Yeah. So now you're pulling up one stitch over six rows and it creates this weird tight tension in the Mm -hmm. fabric so that you now have these big bubbles of texture that you wouldn't get otherwise. I've never seen anything else like it. I've never seen another designer use a trick like this. I don't know if it's his own proprietary thing. I think it is. Oh, okay. It's really, really clever. Mm -hmm. And it creates a really cool effect. But I had to watch a video to figure out how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I finally got to it. I'm going to be doing that in one more row. Mm-hmm. And so I, I watched the video on it right before we started recording. And goddamn, it's a weird, complicated, like, I w- it would never occur to me that this is a thing that you can do type thing. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, so that's fun. I'm excited to see if I fuck it up. I hope you don't. Um, I don't think you will. You're a good knitter. I also hope I don't. One of the problems with this specific thing Mm -hmm. is that in knitting, there is the concept of a lifeline. Right. I'm vaguely familiar. So with a lifeline, what you do is you string yarn through your row so that if you fuck up, you can just rip out everything that you've done and it will stop ripping out when it gets to the yarn that you've weaved through that row. Right. And so I'm at the light. I, I can't put in a lifeline because I need to be able to drop stitches. So that oh. I can create this bubble effect. Oh. Mm. So I have to go into this raw and mm-hmm. prepared for it to go poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not really thrilled about. Uh, so we'll see if I fuck it up. We'll see. I hope you don't. But I, I understand. I can tell you for damn sure I am going to be fully sober the first time I attempt this. <laughs> Uh, but we'll see. I, I'm I'm excited. It's been a fun project so far. And if I can pull this off, the rest of the project is pretty straightforward and just uses tricks that I already know. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my excuse to talk about the new shawl that I'm making, which is Understandable. very cute. It looks it looks fantastic. It looks it like the pictures that Steven's uploaded with the with the uh, on the Ravelry Ravel, Ravelry page. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Ravelry. Yeah, it looks cute. Uh, I like it a lot. I like the looks. It's of it. gorgeous. Yeah. And so when I'm done with this, uh, I found another shawl of his that I might do. Mm-hmm. Or he's done a few blankets in a similar style. Oh, okay. Which would be tempting as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that. Uh, tell me about... I don't know why you would need to Google this one. Tell me about Pseudoephedrine. I was just angry. I should have marked this one as okay. really lucky. I was just angry. Did you know... You know how you can't buy the good Pseudoephed without talking to a pharmacist who is already overworked? God, do I. Yeah. So I was Googling this because I was angry and I was, I was trying to remember which, because I knew it was a Bush era thing when this started because they were afraid that people were making meth using Sudafed or using pseudoephedrine, which is most commonly sold under the brand name Sudafed. It's a fucking sinus decongestant. It makes my nose fucking work when the seasons change as dramatically as they just did last weekend. Um, I was miserable See, last weekend. Okay. My throat has been scratchy for the past few days, and Mm -hmm. I've been, like, low-key concerned. Oh, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm sick. And it dawned on me earlier today, I'm not sick. I'm allergic to mold. Where are you regularly regularly encountering encountering mold? Leaves on the ground. Oh, dead leaves on the dirty ground. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so I just got to start taking allergy pills again, I think. 
Yes, I also need to do that. Um, although I, I discovered that, um, speaking of annoying bullshit hurdles to get your medicine, assuming it's in stock, which is not a safe assumption to make anymore, the Bartels nearest to both of us, mm-hmm. they've locked up all of the name brand allergy meds except for Benadryl. Of course they have. And also they were out of stock. of all, the, the store brands are not locked up, but they were out of stock when I went over there to look. So great fucking job. I can I can I can see why you've gone fucking bankrupt, Rite Aid. But anyway, I I went in there to go put myself on the federal list for the for the thought crime of wanting the good Sudafed um, in October when everyone else wants it. And it turns out that so many other people are committing the same thought crime that um, they were out. They they didn't have any Sudafed. Okay. Um. So I got home and I was angry because I I had bought the fucking Advil sinus medicine which is okay it's fine it it doesn't work nearly as well as the good Sudafed but it does no. an acceptable job and I was angry about two things one is that recent um the recent admission from the FDA that um the bullshit Sudafed that they uh, that they don't keep behind the counter yeah it turns out that doesn't do anything it turns out that uh, the study that um alleged alleged that um it was just as useful. No, what we've known all along, it sucks. It doesn't do anything. It's pointless. There's no point in taking it. But now, whatsoever. but now it verifiably sucks. Yeah, yeah. Now we have proof. Now we don't just now we don't just have anecdotes from literally everyone. So I was angry about that, and then I decided, well, okay, which fucking Bush era bullshit law was this? Got did this get tacked onto? Because I assumed it got tacked onto like the annual military re- budget reauthorization bill or some shit like that because they always love to tax things that are going to be unpopular and or stupid under those because they have to pass the military funding bill anyway it wasn't that it was tacked on to the renewal of the patriot act that's when oh, they was it? that's when they made pseudoephedrine a behind the counter medicine the fucking renewal of the Patriot Act in 2005 or whatever the shits. So when Hassan Minaj got another season of his TV show. Yep. <laughs> Damn you to hell. <laughs>